Welcome back to another episode with your boy Donna. And it's your girl C. And, and this, this is, is the Win Free Affair, Affair Podcast. episode of the Winfrey Fair it's your boy Dono and today we are on season two episode three which is called childhood trauma it can also be family trauma but before we get into that we're going to get into promotion time yes promo time don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms social media platforms consist of instagram facebook oh yeah it's also season two will be uploaded on youtube so let's beef up the subscribers and speaking of subscribers go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on itunes and follow us on soundcloud and spotify now let's tune back in all right guys so like we said earlier today's topic is about childhood Childhood trauma trauma. and i want you to bring out your notepads and i really want you to tune into today's episode because not only is this going to help out us in our relationships and in our marriages but this also today affects our children and our seed and our legacy and the generations after them and And the generations before us and the generations before us as well absolutely and what we want to achieve is a healthy community yes that is aware of some of these things that cause unhealthy mental um just unhealthy unhealthy mental practices honestly (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna jump right into it today so what is childhood trauma i know a lot of times we think that childhood trauma is just something that could happen to little children Mm -hmm. but childhood childhood trauma can honestly affect anybody from ages uh from a baby all the way up to 18, yeah. 19 years old. So there's a wide variety of ages that can be impacted by right. this. And when I say trauma, I don't mean probably the most traumatic thing that you can think of. Absolutely. I mean the smallest things. The things and, that we live with. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit later on in this yeah. episode. But first, I want to talk to you about when the brain is the most critically impacted by some of these things because if you can learn if we can learn when our children's brains are the most impacted then i truly believe that we can stop them from experiencing some of the things and growing up to be more mentally you know more mentally stable yeah you know so the first five years are the most important in the child's brain that's Mm. when they're learning how to read, how to write, how to talk. But it's also when they're learning, what is their communication style? What is right. their personality? Right. Who who am I, yeah. you know, as little Susie or little Bobby? Who am I most comfortable with? Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I eat? How do I walk? You, yeah. That's just where they're learning so much about themselves. Exactly. And they're the most influenced between those ages. Yeah. So again, I'll say it again, birth, to five years old birth to okay. five years old keep that in mind, in mind. as we continue to go into <laughs> don keeps repeating everything i'm gonna I repeat said. everything she's saying now Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
keep that in mind as we go a little bit further in this episode because I'll show you and we'll explain how that ties in as well. So age birth to five, that's when the child is most most developed in their brain, right? Mm-hmm. If you take an early brain development or early childhood education, they talk a lot about this because this is when the child is most influenced. Now, the child is still influenced on ages on up, but this is where things start getting imprinted yeah. it's almost like how they have one uh when the ducks are first born and when they're first hatched the first thing they see that's who they're imprinted on that's their mama yeah. so it's like that's when the child's brain is most imprinted on right. what we say as adults what we do as adults mm-hmm. whoever is around them at that moment that's what they're going to pick up whether it be good habits Bad habits, <laughs> definitely bad habits, yes. bad communication skills, good communication skills. Mm-hmm. That is what the child is going to begin to play out. And that's what they're going to base their personality on. Right. So what sorts of things can impact a child during that time? Uh, yeah, I believe uh, one of the things that can uh, impact uh during that time of being a child is uh i think it's just the 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 environment Mm -hmm. um so you know um there are studies showing that you know you know children who are brought up in more poverty uh lower lower uh income environments tend to produce criminals thugs uh you know basically like the blacklisted people on earth Mm -hmm. um uh, I, I mean, honestly, we're statistics that go against that because, you yeah. know, yeah, even though we lived in those environments, um, we have to understand uh, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Right. Um, you have to be careful where, where some of these statistics are coming from. Some of this can be birthed out of fear. Yeah. But um, I do believe uh, trauma could, it, I believe it starts at home. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like, it's. I believe it's introduced at home. Mm-hmm. Then it's expressed through everyday life once they once they leave home Absolutely. and they see it in school Absolutely. and they'll see it in uh, after school programs and they see it at the grocery store mm-hmm. they see it and a lot of times and like I said, i'm not just talking about like you know pulling guns on older women i'm not talking about like you know just going i know it's pretty bizarre for me to say that but i've had experience where i've seen that before like My. you know but like that thing that shaped you but um you're in environments, like I said, at that earlier age, I believe it starts in the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more so, like for instance, if you grow up in a two-parent household, a lot of people think that you know, you're know, you more unsuccessful of being a criminal or delinquent. Right. When a lot of times, now that number's changed over the period of yeah, time. Because it used has. to be it was just, if you was a single parent, you know, it's just doom and gloom. Now those children are more successful than the exactly. kids who have two parents. Yeah. You know, so I think like I said, it really just depends on the genetic, make, the, the gen- genetic makeup of that child or the you know uh the the um the genealogy of that family tree absolutely uh, like you know just depending on whatever their struggles were whatever uh doors were opened up during that time so specifically for that last name so i think that's one of the ways that can impact the child at that time so. definitely and yeah. to piggyback off of you environment yeah it primarily today's episode is really going to be focused on the home yeah and what a child sees at home because that's where it all starts absolutely and like he said it 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 just goes back to the what are you doing at home yeah what does this child see at home yeah i've been in the education field for eight and a half years (laughs) probably more i don't know but i've seen so much primarily the age group that i work with is pre-k well 
I work with all the age groups. Yeah. I work in a school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the primary the primary age group that I usually work with is kindergartners. Yeah. Yeah. And those children are usually all right around four or five years old. Yeah. Now, you probably would not know this, but there is so much personality in these kids. Yeah that Potato. you know it's so much personality in these kids just at an early age like that that right. you can you can almost pinpoint okay they have a dysfunctional household mm. they have this going on they and, and and if you really just listen they'll tell you yeah they will tell you wow. what's going on this person over here is doing this and and it's like you can see how it's shaping their personality even at such an early age mm -mm. just from them coming straight from home now they're into the school environment yeah. some of them do not know how to communicate yeah. at all some of them know how to communicate but only through tantrums some of them mm. know they don't know how to express how they feel and so they lash out and flip over desks yes kindergartens flip over desks so it's just all mm. of this starts at home right now, what are some of the things that a child can see that may shape them negatively? Yeah, and I know a lot of times, uh, great question by the way, and I know uh, a lot of times um, people automatically think, oh, it's the children being around, uh, around drugs, being around environments with guns, and mm -hmm. but a lot of times it could just be, like you said, unhealthy communication absolutely uh, the fact that if the if there is a if there is a mother or not mother but if there's a male and a female in a household how they communicate with each other how they commune with each other right. how they interact with each other a lot of times um some of us may uh, probably haven't grew up in um abusive environments yeah um it, it, it probably could just been the fact that hey you know my dad was always at work yeah and or you know my mom was always at work and yeah. you know I, I grew up on one side than the other rather yeah. than having both yeah. a part of the uh, the family structure so I think like I said sometimes it could just be a negligence um, it could be the fact of uh, if something is going on in the household you're told not to say anything mm -hmm. it goes to what goes on in this house stays in this house mm -hmm. and that's why everybody in the house is crazy mm -hmm. and um, nobody can progress past that level of trauma that happened at that moment. So Absolutely. they'll 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 develop no, they'll grow to that stage as a body, but emotionally, mentally, they're still stuck at that age of six years old when yeah. that situation took place. Mm -hmm. So I think um, like I said, these are just examples, you know, of of things that, you know, we had to walk through through our own uh, counseling and therapy sessions mm -hmm. that we had to take. And we realized, you know, with our own tragedy of losing our daughter a lot of things that they dealt with with me was how did I handle pressure? Mm -hmm. How do I handle life uh, during those times? And what would I do with it? Because, you know, it wasn't like we were exposed to uh, counselors and therapists. Absolutely. And, you know, at our nature, it was like, you know, they was like, you going to see a shrink? You know, that's, <laughs> you know, they were kind of brought up in that, like that old Absolutely. school mentality. But um, that was, like I said, it was, it was, a, it was a learning curve for me. But I think it, it, it showed me like, you know, how did I, uh, uh, cope that's the word how do I cope with these things how do I uh, react to these things a lot of times I would just shut down I would yeah. just be numb like just just try to act like it didn't bother me and phase me but you know because I didn't want the world to see that it hurt me yeah and I think as a man sometimes 
we have this ability to try to mask up everything, try to be strong for everyone else but ourselves. Right. That's why we, you know, some of them are slacking off. Right. You know, but right. I, I mean, I, I just feel like it's one of the ways and really just the, the uh, uh, don't, <laughs> uh, what happens in this house stays in this house, uh, stays in this house mentality has to stop. Yeah, it because does. Because we're producing now another level of generation, another generation of craziness. Yeah. And it's actually being exposed because now it's on cameras now. Yep. So, yeah. It's toxic. It's very toxic. It's a, it's a new <laughs> level of toxic that Absolutely. that that creates. So, now that we've talked about a little bit there and and this topic can go so many ways. Yes. We're choosing to just stay with just this, one lane. Yeah. But there is so many so different many lanes more. that this that childhood trauma can take. Yeah. That it it's almost scary. Oh, you know another way it shows up too? I believe another way it shows up is uh, incorrection. Mm -hmm. How, when you're correcting yep. your spouse. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times, um, like, there were times because, you know, um, being transparent, there were times, uh, the way that I grew up in our household, um, I didn't know how to take correction from, yeah. I want to be careful of using the word abuse, uh, more so like uh, verbal abuse, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because in our earlier years of marriage, um, we had a bad uh, level of communication, and Terrible. the only time we would talk was was through arguments. And yep. because I was raised up on arguments, I was raised up in an environment where you know, not all the time, but majority of the time, it seemed like something was going on. Yeah, it kind of produced like a level of fear in me, where it's like either a it's a fight or flight mentality. Right. Let's like either I'm going either I'm going to run away, which I usually did. I would literally get in my car and, and be out for like what six hours. Six to eight hours. Six to eight hours. <laughs> and a lot of times I'll tell you, like, I would literally just sit in the park and try to talk it to myself, but not talk talk about it to my spouse. So a lot of times, like I said, when it, when it comes to having healthy confrontation uh, communication, like forced communication, mm -hmm. having forceful uh, communication to where you where you have to talk about it, that was never done in my household. Not I, I knew it was either it's going to be a fight or flight situation. And and yeah. that's so. That's actually one of the yeah. <laughs> one of the areas that we were actually going to talk about. Oh so yeah, I guess I'm sorry, <laughs> kind of get out the bag, but yeah. <laughs> but I guess that we we can go ahead and dive into that. Yeah. Um, and basically talk about how childhood trauma affects us as adults first, yeah. before we even get into mm -hmm. any relationships. Yeah. Period. I, I have to say that. Um, there was a lot of secrecy in my household yeah. and there was a lot of we don't really deal with the problem we yeah. beat around the bush beat around the bush and it was Damn. growing up in that type of environment you saw the crazy you saw the the no. dysfunctional stuff happening <laughs> you saw all of, and then it was just like nobody would ever talk about it like it's you, it was just <laughs> like it never happened and i grew up thinking you know what if something's wrong, I'm just gonna act like it never happened. Yeah. I'm gonna wake up the next day. Oh, prop, prop, people probably thought that I was crazy <laughs> <laughs> because it would just be like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna think about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to acknowledge anything. Yes. And we're just gonna let this just fade on out in the background mm -hmm. and just never revisit this again. Yeah. But what I wasn't realizing with that was that I was causing myself to have like this, this buildup of anxiety yeah. inside of me because it would just be like, I knew, hold on, wait a minute now. That just don't, <laughs> that don't, 
don't add up but you know what i'm not going to talk about it yeah and those were feelings and emotions that i was feeling in those particular moments mm-hmm. that i was shoving down yep consistently over the years shoving down yep. shoving down shoving down mm-hmm. just shoving it down until one day i literally just had a mental breakdown yep and I just and and it was over the smallest thing. I can't even. I know it was in college. I yeah. don't remember what it was about. But I just remember sitting in my dorm room and just crying. And I could. I cried literally for three days straight. Mm. I woke up crying. Yeah. I went to sleep crying. Three days straight. That wasn't because of. I think it was a breakup that I had. Mm. I think it was a breakup that I had. And it was just like. All of these emotions just came out. I was angry. I was hurt. I was confused. I was sad. My brain was just a jumbled mess. I could not understand what was happening with me. True. And it was just like, like (laughs) it was just one of those moments where you're just like, why am I even crying at this moment? Yeah. But before then, I would try to make it a point. Don't cry. Yeah. Don't let that touch you. Don't feel anything. Because if you feel anything, they're going to call you soft. They're going to call you weak. And that's another thing, too. We have to watch what we speak over our children. Talk about it. (laughs) We have to watch what we speak over them because they carry that into their adulthood. And that's what I did. I carried that into my adulthood. And I was made to feel by being called, oh, you're always emotional. You're always crying. Mm -hmm. You're always doing this. I was made to feel like my feelings were wrong. I was made to feel that way. Right. And so I wanted to, I purposed in my heart to become cold hearted. Wow. So that I wouldn't feel anything and be made fun of because I felt. Yeah. That's so dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. And that's, and I know that's coming within the family. Exactly. It's not, it's not the external, it was the family. It was within the family. Within the family. That could be very, uh, Interesting. And it, 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 it definitely, yeah. it honestly, <laughs> that even carried over into my marriage. Uh oh. That even carried over into my marriage. So yeah. we have to watch what we speak yeah, we over our children. If yeah. I, if you don't get anything else out of this episode, yeah, get this. Be careful what you speak over your child. You do not know how many times I have been teaching a child and they get one problem wrong and they'll say, I'm so stupid. Yeah. I'm not smart. I can't get this. I'll never be able to do this. And I'll say, no, you can do this. No, I can't because mommy told me that I'm stupid. Mommy told you you're stupid. (sighs) You do not understand the amount of heartbreak that I felt on a daily basis when I would hear children, kindergartners, little four and five year olds repeating that. And you know they don't know. And you know they don't know what it means. But yet they somehow know how to act it out. Children are like sponges. Sponges. That's good. They (laughs) soak up everything that you speak over them. Good and bad. Good and bad. That's yeah, that's that's very interesting that you say that about the child. But also too, it's also important to know like uh what you speak over your spouse. Mm. Um, because a lot of times I I had that really bad with the name calling. Mm -hmm. Because I was Mm -hmm. very like uh Oh, she ain't gonna do this. She ain't gonna do that. And it turned out a lot of times she wouldn't be able to do those things because I spoke it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you know, 
it's, uh, scripture says uh, there's there's life and death in the power of the tongue, Absolutely. or death and life in the power of the tongue. Um, the tongue is the one of the unruly members in the body. Something Absolutely. has to be tamed. Absolutely. Um, that's why you know uh, you were here. The I forgot the prophet, but it says put a watch over my mouth. Absolutely. Um, knowing what to say and how to communicate what you're saying. A lot of times it's not what you say, it's how you present it. Absolutely. Because a lot of times it could be that frustration, mm -hmm. it could be the anger of the present moment, it could be the pain mm -hmm. in that moment. But I think a lot of times it's just knowing how to uh, to effectively speak to your spouse. But how do you know how to speak to your spouse if you never were spoke to correctly as, as a child? As a so child, absolutely. I think this is something that we have to continue to journey towards, even though like I said, it wasn't our it wasn't our fault that the way that we were raised up, but Absolutely. it is our responsibility to make sure that we get better ourselves. Absolutely. Then we're able to help out the next generation. If you don't help yourself, you're gonna burn yourself out, and you're actually gonna do uh, damage to, to that next generation, yeah. to your to your children, to their children, and this is gonna be another cycle that's going on. It's gonna Absolutely. be like, what are we here for? You know, um, like I know a lot of people saying, oh, I'm trying to break generational curses. It's like, no. You getting money doesn't mean that you're breaking generational curses. Absolutely. You could still be a cursed individual who's a millionaire. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it doesn't mean, no, you're wealthy financially. <laughs> that's great. But it's just like, you know, emotionally, mentally, uh, uh, spiritually, if you're not aware, if you're not, uh, if you're not holistic, you know, you're in your mind, will and emotions, uh, you're, you know, <laughs> if you're not, if you're not whole, hey, you're just going to create another cycle absolutely just, that's just kind of like where it is right there so <laughs> absolutely and so that Man. that's just us as adults as adults you know and and my husband just touched on it literally it can affect the way that we talk to our children the way that we talk to our spouse even the way that we have friendships it it can affect literally yeah. things that happen to us as a child can affect yeah. our relationships and that's one of the things that um, I realized, right. you know, what, like a few years ago? Yeah. How you were raised up can definitely affect yeah. your relationships. And when I say relationships, I mean in every aspect. Yeah. Work relationships, business relationships, friendships, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, marriage, child to parent. Like yeah. any relationship that you can yeah. think of, that can be affected. Absolutely. And one of the things that I realized, too, is that how we saw our, our parents right. deal with relationships is nine times out of ten yeah. how we go about our relationships. Yep. So let's say that you had a, a parents that were very isolated. They did not have friends. They talked about everybody. They gossiped about everybody. They didn't like <laughs> anybody. They that That's usually how you're going to view your relationships. Yeah. Now, I won't say it's all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, we can realize, yeah, my parents have a problem, you know, yeah. or something like that. Or, or whoever was watching me had a problem yeah. with, you know, having friends. And we can change that. Yeah. But we have to think about what we saw. Yeah. You know, in my case, the women in my family don't really have friends yeah. as far as other strong minded women. Mm -hmm. And so we're very strong and independent. Yeah. You know, and it's like, OK. Yeah. 
we can show ourselves friendly here, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and and I, I made it in my heart to always come off as friendly, you yeah. know, because I, I want people to know that I'm a friendly person yeah. and I want you to be my friend. Right. But I'm also I want you to know that I'm going to give you the honest truth. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of times we run away from friendships. Yeah. Because friendships can mirror who you are. That's powerful right there. You know, you attract what you are. Mm. And so a lot of times we just we if we're dealing with a lot of traumatic events and a lot Mm -hmm. of toxic events in our life, we try to keep people away because we know that people are people. They're going to want to know what's happening. They're going to want to be like, are you okay?" And if we're not ready to deal with it ourselves, Mm -hmm. how can we bring somebody else in? Or then, you know, a lot of times, too, because, you know, I grew up in a more religious household. Um, We try to. We, we had an anthem that was very known in the 90s. As long as I got King Jesus, I don't, I don't need, need nobody, nobody else. <laughs> and uh, the way that we, you know, my parents kind of did life, it was just them. Yeah. Like, they were a part of, like, a healthy community. But, you know, when they, my parents opened up their church, I kind of noticed that the dwindling away of friends. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing, like, a lot of bad decision-making happened over the years. And then... It kind of just slowly start winging off. And now it's kind of like, you know, things are just very desolate, if I could just say it in that way. Um, It's very, like I said, I do believe having friendships who are going to hold you accountable for whatever responsibility God has given you or, you know, just for just the the everyday life things is very important. Very important. For relationships. That's That's why I say even going back to like correction, you know, if you have like, if you... If you were in an environment where you always talk bad about from your from mm-hmm. a parental figure, when you get into like the work uh, environment, someone has to correct you on something. You'll go automatic. You go right back into that little girl in the closet, yep. you know, who felt so rejected and abandoned, and who felt uh, uh, abused and open. You know, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. You know, and a lot of times we have to talk these things out, man. It's like this this notion of just saying, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. That is literally has produced a wave of dysfunctional people within church, yeah. within the church, within, you know, I'm speaking directly to the African-American church. And I know like, you know, we don't want to say it, but you know, a lot of times our parents, you know, they were two-sided, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, and it would, it, I had to understand like, you know, that they were living out their truth, mm-hmm. even if it was hurt, like they were hurting. They didn't know how to talk about what was, Right. Well, we can talk about now. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not our response. It's not a. It's not our fault for what happened. But it is our responsibility to make sure that we're not repeating the same thing. Absolutely. It is very important. And like I said, especially for those who grew up in religious environments, who grew up uh, in you know, Scotch Pentecostal, Baptist, whatever you were, like whatever you, if you apostolic, I don't know what you were, but like. However you grew up in, like whatever conditions you grew up in, like I said, it's not it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to heal. Absolutely. It is your responsibility to heal and to be aware then that education can, can, can come. Because a lot of times people don't want to actually accept the fact that this happened to me. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I actually went through this as a child. Oh my gosh, this is why I struggle with relationships because it starts here. Absolutely. The, this is why, you know, the, the common denominator, I just can't think to have any friends. You're the problem. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, you know, sometimes it's just the fact that, hey, you know what? 
you demand too much out of people that you won't even do for yourself. Absolutely. So it's like, no, you put everybody on this extreme measure of the you got to get seat. it right <laughs> the first time or else. So, you know, it's just me and Jesus, you know, and it's like, listen, people put a break on it. We are all human beings. Okay? Absolutely. I understand, you know, we, especially for those who are born again. It is possible and it is okay for you not to get it the first time. Absolutely. Sometimes you need help outside of the pulpit. I said that <laughs> you need a therapist, you need a counselor. Heck, if you even need a life coach, go get the help that you need. Absolutely. Do that thing, seriously. But uh, I'm going to leave that alone right there. But I don't want to get too hype again. No, you're but, fine because yeah, so, it is so true. It's like yeah, even. Yeah. Even if you deal with a lot of mistrust and betrayal as a child, you're going to carry that into your relationships as an adult. You're not going to trust anybody. It comes out like this. I think he's cheating on me. Yep. And it could just be the fact that he's just working. Or... It's a lot of insecurity. Yeah, a lot of... Yeah. Well, I think... And it always starts with the I. Mm -hmm. I think this. Mm -hmm. And because you think this and no one else can assess you, no one else can judge what you're saying from a biblical standpoint. No one can actually say, hey, I think you look crazy and I think you need to go to uh, counseling. And I think you're doing too much. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And no, I don't know. I don't think he's doing anything. I think he's just going to work. Absolutely. It's normal. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Jeez. Like it, it. it it shows itself in many forms in security and in in control control yeah and manipulation yeah all of these things start from what we see as a child yeah and it 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 affects us as humans absolutely and like we touched on before which we're about to jump into it affects our marriage it affects our marriage and Let's say that you have um, adults or guardians in your life who either A, were married and had a very great marriage. (laughs) You know, they they were healthy. Let's just let's just let's just say that, you know, there are people out here that are trying to aim for healthy marriages. Absolutely. Kudos to you. We are so proud of you. Yeah. But for the vast majority, it's a very dysfunctional relationship. Not for the rest of y'all. <laughs> it's a very dysfunctional thing that it they is. see, or they don't see a, a a marriage at all. Right. Me, I primarily only saw my. I want to say my parents got married. They were probably the only ones yeah. that I saw that were married yeah. in my in my family line. Right. You know, there were other few that were married, but then they ended up getting divorced over, you know, other situations. And the only ones that I saw were my parents. Yeah. And it was just that was one example, one example example. out of a whole load of family, (laughs) you know, and it's just like so when I got married, I had absolutely no clue. Yeah. How to communicate with my spouse, right. how to uh, uh, just <laughs> accept him for who he was, not right. what I wanted him to be. Absolutely. I had no clue how to do anything. So naturally, I went back to things that I always knew. What shaped me as a person? Mm-hmm. Communication wise, I would just act like stuff didn't happen, like I said earlier. <laughs> you know, I wanted him to be just like me. I wanted him to. Yeah. You know, to not be himself, 
And I had no, I had no clue. If it wasn't for the church that we spoke about last se- the last season on this podcast, mm-hmm. Lord, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I mean, it it definitely affects yeah. our if it it definitely affected our marriage. For me, there was definitely a lot of mistrust mm-hmm. because I dealt with a lot of rejection and betrayal when I was a child. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of rejection and betrayal that I had in my heart when I got married True. that was undealt with because for one, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't even have the language to understand what it really was. Right, right. And so there would be a lot of times where, you know, there was a specific situation that did end up happening at the beginning of our marriage. And I felt so alone and I did not know how to communicate that with my husband. So instead what I did was I shut down. Yeah. I shut down and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be that wife that doesn't say anything. And it was just, that's not the way that you want to build your marriage. Right. Because how how are you two supposed to advance and grow mm-hmm. with each other if one person is walking and the other person is just like sitting on the ground with their legs crossed, <laughs> throwing a tantrum? <laughs> but that was my response as a child on how yeah. to deal with pressure and 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 drama and all of that stuff. I would just shut down and act like it didn't happen. Yeah, shut it down. And, so, and a lot of times they'll force that person to play the guessing game. Absolutely. And then, you know, what do you what do you expect us to do? Is like, okay, like I can't read your mind. I don't Absolutely. have that gift. It's like, okay, I, I, <laughs> like, hold on, stay still. I got something coming. No way, no. That's that's from yesterday. I don't know. But like I said, I think if anything, it just goes to show you, like she was saying earlier, it's just you know these experiences are real, and like I said, trauma is bigger than than the external things that we encounter mm-hmm. but it's more so from an internal uh, perspective that's why it's called insane mm-hmm. that's why it's called instability mm-hmm. that's why it's called uh 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 what's the other word <laughs> i don't know insecurity it, insecurity you know what i'm saying because it's something that's done on the inside of you which makes you exude that everyone has to do this and i've Absolutely. noticed most of most of the people who battle with an insanity, uh, insecurity, or whatever those other words we're in and that are in a negative connotation, they always have a form of control. Absolutely. They got to control everything around them. Absolutely. Because they were so at a remember at the the, the at the child's age they were vulnerable, mm-hmm. and that's even just from zero to five. I believe it is from six to eighteen because mm-hmm. you look at some of the children now who are walking into adult adulthood, they're underdeveloped. Yeah. And even from a, I'm talking about from a mental and a, a emotional standpoint. Absolutely. I don't think they know how to handle life and the pressures that they have. That's why they involve themselves with drugs. That's why they involve themselves with hourly things. You know, it's it's like you know. So when I see people who are addicted to certain things, I'm not affecting this. I don't want to ask questions about the symptom. Mm-hmm. I want to ask questions about the root. That's why you ask me. Okay, so when did this get introduced to you? Why did you feel like this is easier for you to do? And if it's the same thing for a person to do that with alcohol, drugs, or whatever the case may be, it's the same thing for you people who sitting there with all that stuff in your heart and you don't talk about it. And Absolutely. we know that you over there bottled up with that stuff, but you don't want to say it. But it shows how you how you interact with life. You're so guarded. Mm-hmm. You're so you're so uh, uh, I don't want to say bound, but it's, in a, in a sense you're bound. You're bound, like you. You think everybody's out to get you. You think you gotta cover yourself. You got as long as I got this. As long as I got Jesus, I don't need nobody. 
you I'm telling you, yes, Jesus is a good father, but he's a father who has many sons. And Absolutely. you have many brothers and sisters in the Lord. Maybe they may be a little crazy, but I'm saying like <laughs> some of us are trying to pursue a holistic living. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that that should be the main goal. For, for that for that simple cause right there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and so I think that we are coming to a close yes. on this episode. Close but it, some it, of it. the things that we want to leave with you on that we want to leave with you is this. Yeah. Therapy, therapy, therapy. Yes. It is time for us to stop passing down these dysfunctional things mm-hmm. that happen to us as children to our generations after us because it's killing our legacy. It's killing us. Yeah. I if there's anything I can stress, look guys, we have to be careful what we do in front of our children. Right. We have to be careful what we're saying to other people's children. Yeah. Because that's another thing too, but we don't have enough time to get into that. <laughs> but guys, we we let's just be more aware. Let yeah. let's be the generation or whoever's listening. Let it be a personal goal to you yeah. to not only deal with what happened to you as a child. Yeah. And and it may be the worst thing, it may be the most simple thing, yeah. but it affected you. Yeah. And you had an emotion towards it. Yeah. And it And you if, have to let it go. And you have to let it go. If God is our father, he has to deal with us on that child level. Yeah. Because how can we view him as a father when we have etern- internal battles and internal bitterness and rejection from our fathers? Yeah. How do we expect to trust God the Father? <laughs> so guys, it I I really hope and pray that you took something from today and that you begin to release that childhood trauma that happened to you. Yes, you have to talk about it. Yes, you you if you need to get a therapist, if you need to call a hotline, if you just need to call a close friend Mm -hmm. or if you need to talk to your husband. Hey, look, this is why I do things like this, because this is what happened to me. Yeah, do it. That's the beginning step. And I promise you, I promise you that it will start getting easier. And so you need to hold your friend, hold your circle to, to hold you accountable. Absolutely. Like literally. And if they not, it's time to leave. It's time to it's let them Like go. seriously, because your life is so important. Absolutely. And the things that you're going to be walking into for the coming years is very important. And I believe, you know, to, to get yourself to the place that you need to be, you have to surround yourself with a healthy circle that's going to hold you accountable. Absolutely. And that's not going to talk, you know, that's not going to uh, uh, keep keep coaching you into this level of dysfunction that you've been living in. It's like, okay, we have mastered dysfunctional living. We have, yeah. It's called dysfunctional functional living. Yep. Like, you know, you have functioned, dysfunction very well to where people who may not be aware of those, those attributes, they'll just be like, oh, you're just normal. And you're mm-hmm. really not. You're you not. know, it's... It's time out for that. So it's like it's time to receive the healing. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, be aware of it. Get the ed- education that you need. Then you can go change the world. Absolutely. Then you can actually be placing the thing that God called you to be. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we are going to leave yes. with that. Oh, yeah. We are so glad that you decided to join us on today Woo-hoo! with this topic. And we will see you guys next, next Saturday. Saturday.